0: Hello and welcome to Cool Canadian History. I'm your host, David Boris. Today, Season 3, Episode 15, James Howlett, a.k.a. Logan, a.k.a. Wolverine. Wolverine is Canada's most famous superhero, and perhaps one of the most well-known superheroes throughout the world. He has participated in some of the most significant events in Canadian history, while also helping to defend the wider world from the forces of evil. For this episode, my book recommendation is actually the comic series Wolverine Origins, published from 2006 to 2010 by Marvel Comics. It covers much of James Howlett, a.k.a. Logan, a.k.a. Wolverine's early life, and traces the evolution of this man into a warrior. So let's begin. James Howlett was born April 5th, 1882, in Cold Lake, Alberta. He grew up the son of John and Elizabeth Howlett, a wealthy farming couple, though it was later discovered that he was in fact the illegitimate son of Elizabeth and the Howlett's groundskeeper, Thomas Logan. His childhood proceeded relatively normal until one fateful night when James was a teenager. Thomas Logan, the groundskeeper and James's biological father, killed John Howlett in a jealous rage. When young James discovered this, his mutation manifested itself in the form of bone claws that protruded from the back of his hands. In a blind rage and with his claws now exposed for the first time, he killed Thomas Logan in revenge for the death of his father. From here on out, James' life would never be the same. Fearing his new mutant ability and shocked at the fact that he murdered Thomas Logan, James fled the farm with his teenage sweetheart, Rose. James and Rose settled in northern British Columbia, where they both found work in a mining community. However, tragedy would stalk James when one night he was awoken by Rose only to accidentally unleash his claws. Rose was stabbed, and she died. Heartbroken and ashamed, Thomas fled further north into the Yukon, where he worked for a time as a fur trapper for the Hudson's Bay Company and officially adopted the name Logan. After a short stint with the Hudson's Bay Company, Logan completely exiled himself in the wilderness, and he was discovered years later living amongst a pack of wild wolves and was in fact captured and forced to work for a traveling circus as some sort of wolf boy or wolf child. He eventually escaped, and went to live on the Canadian prairies amongst the Blackfoot Nation, where he settled for some time and even took a lover named Silver Fox. It seemed by this point that Logan had settled down, but once again, tragedy would haunt him. A man named Victor Creed, who would later become Logan's longtime rival Sabretooth, murdered Silver Fox. Logan thus left his adopted First Nations family to hunt down Victor Creed. Shortly after the death of Silver Fox, however, war broke out in Europe, and Canada was thrust into what would become the First World War. Eventually, Logan decided to enlist with the Canadian Expeditionary Force. His first taste of action occurred during the Second Battle of Ypres in April 1915. This is famously known as the First Gas Attack. At the Second Battle of Ypres, Logan was stabbed through the chest with a sword, only to pull it out and kill his enemy with it. His incredible healing abilities quickly came to the attention of the Canadian authorities, and he was assigned to a special unit of the Canadian Expeditionary Force known as the Devil's Brigade. The Devil's Brigade conducted numerous secret missions behind enemy lines, generally aimed at stopping mutant superheroes working for the Germans. Logan's time with the CEF was cut short, however, when him and the commanding officer of the Devil's Brigade got into a fight during one of their missions later in the war, and Logan eventually went AWOL, away without leave. He pretty much ran off. In the interwar years, Logan found himself traveling around the world, working for both sides of the law. He spent time in India, Mexico, and even traveled to Spain along his longtime friend and fellow Canadian superhero, Puck. In Spain, Logan and Puck ended up fighting against Franco's fascists during the Spanish Civil War. He then spent time in Shanghai and Japan and once again returned to India when the Second World War broke out. Interestingly, as a side note, in India he briefly worked alongside Captain America against Nazi agents operating in the country. So by 1941, Logan was once again serving in the Canadian military, where he achieved the rank of corporal. He was sent to Greece to train resistance fighters, where he was actually captured by the Germans and sent to a concentration camp. After escaping his brutal confinement, he then joined the 1st Canadian Parachute Battalion and participated in the Normandy Invasion. Logan served out the rest of the war, once again fighting against various mutants and supervillains who were being used or fighting for the Nazis. Before we continue, I just want to remind all of our listeners that you can find us on all your podcast listening devices, as well as on Facebook, SoundCloud, at our homepage, CoolCanadianHistory.com, and we even have an Instagram account. Now, if you go to our Facebook page or our website, You will see links to PayPal or Patreon. Now, both of these links provide safe and secure ways to donate to the podcast. The point is, we survive solely on your donations. And every dollar donated is extremely helpful in allowing us to continue to bring you this history program. As well, if you have a chance to go to our iTunes podcast page, or if you have a chance to go to Facebook, um, please leave us a rating. We'd love to hear from you, what you think about the show. And if you love the show, a five-star out of five-star rating would be the coolest. So thank you all for those who have donated, for those who have given us strong ratings, and thank you for those who are about to. Now on with the show. At the conclusion of the Second World War, Logan returned to Japan. ...and trained in the art of the samurai. It was here that Logan fell in love with a Japanese woman named Itsu... ...and had a child with the woman. Sadly, Logan's bad luck in love continued. Uh, Itsu was murdered, and Logan was blamed for the death and forced to leave Japan. He then returned to Canada and began working in the intelligence industry as a freelance agent... Based out of Calgary and Ottawa, he took contracts with both the American CIA and the Canadian Security Service, the sort of forerunners to the modern day CSIS. By the 1960s, Logan was recruited into a special branch of the Canadian Defense Ministry, one that historians believe was called Department K. But very little records remain of this branch, so it has been difficult to unearth the details. In fact, It was said that this branch was so secretive, not even Prime Minister Lester B. Pearson was aware of its existence. It is during his time with this special branch that Logan was actually kidnapped by agents of another special program known as Weapon X. Thought to be a joint U.S.-Canadian program, Weapon X was in fact infiltrated by agents of evil who sought to use Weapon X to train and brainwash unstoppable superhumans. Another well-known superhero that was kidnapped by the Weapon X program was Deadpool. Now it was while a captive of the Weapon X program that Logan's skeleton was fused with adamantium, Logan's natural mutant abilities uh, were his bone claws, but also an incredible ability to heal at a rapid pace, something we saw at the Second Battle of Epes. This healing capability allowed him to survive the infusion of adamantium to his skeleton. Unfortunately, much of Logan's memory was erased during that torturous process. For a time, the brainwashing program of Weapon X worked and Logan operated as an agent with Weapon X, taking the code name Wolverine. Eventually, Wolverine was able to escape from the Weapon X program and returned to work for the Canadian intelligence community, this time with an official government department known as Department H. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care, He helped rescue Canadian and American citizens during a hostage crisis at the U.S. Embassy in Iraq. He fought the Triads in Hong Kong. It is also during this period that Logan evolved into the superhero famously known as Wolverine. You see, at this time, the world was first introduced to the Fantastic Four, essentially the world's first public superhero group. The success and popularity of the Fantastic Four led Department H to form an all-Canadian superhero group. Wolverine was the first recruit to this new group, known as Alpha Flight, which also included his longtime buddy and Spanish Civil War veteran Puck. In preparation for his new career as a public superhero, Wolverine was given a brand new uniform, the iconic yellow and blue. Eventually, Wolverine would rise to become Alpha Flight's leader. During this time, Alpha Flight and Wolverine worked closely with the American organization known as SHIELD in their ongoing struggle against the evil international organization known as HYDRA. To this day, Wolverine continues working part-time with Alpha Flight, Department H, and the Canadian government. By the early 1990s, Wolverine had come to the attention of a Professor Charles Xavier and was successfully recruited into the newest superhero group, the X-Men. It was with the X-Men that some of Wolverine's most famous exploits occurred. The X-Men have battled some of the world's most treacherous and evil villains and have trained and developed some of the newest, youngest mutant superheroes. It is also with the X-Men that Wolverine met one of the great loves of his life, Jean Grey. Sadly for Wolverine, Jean Grey remained torn between her love for Cyclops, leader of the X-Men, and Wolverine, the rebellious Canadian. While many throughout the world fear superhumans like Wolverine, there is no doubt that he has served his country with determination, grit, and bravery, while a little bit of rebelliousness. It is unclear what the future holds for mutants like Wolverine. Many in the U.S. and Canada want to see mutants registered and controlled by their respective governments. At the same time, men like Wolverine, Captain America, and others refuse to be made puppets of any government organization. What the future holds is unclear. Hopefully for Wolverine, it is one where he can find peace, can recover the parts of his past that have been erased and find true love, while continuing, of course, to defend his country and the world. And for all you cool listeners out there, happy April Fools! A reminder, you can find us on iTunes, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on SoundCloud... And you can find us at our website, www.coolcanadianhistory.com. And of course, you can find me on Twitter, at DocBoris, that's at D-O-C-B-O-R-Y-S. I want to thank you for listening. For Cool Canadian History, I'm David Boris. Take care.